April showers bring me flowers. But the wrestling week is always adding more hours. And of course, we are here to cover it all. You have the one and only Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast in the world, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. And Cameron, spring to summer, Osborne. Pew, 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 <laughs> pew, 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 pew. We are here. We are live. Uh, you know, we're, like we said, we're we're between the showers of WrestleMania craziness and the flowers are blooming on a new season. Uh, Double or nothing's coming. Blood and guts are coming. Backlash is coming. Things are on the horizon. But we're right in that sweet spot, you know, right in the morning. The directors call it the golden hour, where the sun hasn't quite set, hasn't quite risen yet. It's got that golden glow. You know what I'm talking about? I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I, pick, I pick up what you're talking about. I pick up what you're talking about. Uh, yes, but anyways, we're here. Some wrestling happens, and uh, we keep talking about it. And there keeps- was some. Uh, there was title for title. I didn't even mention that. Kenny Omega putting that AEW title against uh, Mr. Rich Swan on Impact. Impact Rebellion 2021. We don't even have an impact theme song. I don't even I don't, you know we never <laughs> wow. we've never even talked we've never even talked about it before. I watched that one match. Yeah. Watched I it mean, live though. That was fun. I did not watch it live, but I did yeah. see it after. It was yeah, it was fun. Uh we do have a new Japan song though, don't we? That we don't get to bust out too often. Yeah, we got yeah, we got a quick uh <laughs> we got a we got a quick little little jingle. Little jingle. Um yeah, so I guess how do we want to start this week? Let's kick, we always do. Let's kick off the week the only way that we know how, which is with uh, crowning a new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Uh, because it's easy stuff. Of course, we are probably about a month, no, a few weeks past, no, not even, yeah, two weeks maybe <laughs> past um, the the releasing of 2021. <laughs> the releasing part two, uh, a whole set of superstars uh, got booted, got the can, got the old trash bag, as you were. Uh, <laughs> but one, but one that I'm really looking forward to, or one, uh, one person who kind of immediately fell by the wayside, and probably you know the COVID pandemic was part of it, uh, was none other uh, than the other half of Blue Collar Strong. Of course, Otis seemed to have had a little push that went nowhere, and his uh, his best friend Tucky also had a push. Also had a push that went nowhere. He was very smaller push. Very very smaller push that went absolutely nowhere. Who knows? Check out main event. That's not the point. <laughs> the point. The point is, uh, real name Levi Cooper. He's your new um, Tweet of the Week champion. Who's just been? He's had a great past couple weeks. Uh, the day after, um, the day after his releasing, post a beautiful photo of him on the golf course, joint in his mouth, uh, Hawaiian <laughs> shirt on, uh, just looking, uh, how, how, looking. How do we know it's a joint and not a? You, you, you know you. You, you know when you can tell. <laughs> okay, okay. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was. Uh, okay, maybe it was and, a hand rolled cigarette. Who knows? And uh, <laughs> yeah, joint in hand. Uh, on the golf course, clearly uh, moving on from whatever life he has, um, and he posted a photo, uh, or he sorry, he posted on Instagram uh, later on after he posted that beautiful joint selfie. Uh, can't wait to tell my story. Chris Jericho, <laughs> of course, responds saying, "Open invite at Talk is Jericho." Hey hey. No, last year, last year we got the uh, the the John Moxley interview. 
And uh, hell, would love to keep hearing about from these other superstars who probably are never going to go back to WWE. I feel like once you're released in a glorious fashion like this, of course, never say never. But if you're on the other side <laughs> of 30, if you're on the other side of 30 there, I, unless you're the phenomenal AJ Styles, I don't know if, you know, if necessarily uh, WWE is going to be looking for you. So uh, because of that, Levi Cooper, maybe it's Levy Cooper, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But just for having such a great time um, dealing with the releasing, uh, can't wait for your 90 days to be up so we can really hear the story about you and Otis. And for all of that, you are this week's uh, Tweet of the Week champion. Look at that. He snuck one in there. Um more prestigious than his 24/7 title reign. So, oh, I didn't even yeah. know. I didn't even know he had one. I think he did for. Oh, okay. A couple seconds. Sense. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, congratulations, Mr. Tucker, mm-hmm. Mr. Cooper, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Levi Cooper. Um, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens here. Uh, I'm not really sure how old he is. I think Otis is younger than you think he is. Like he, uh, Otis is like closer to our age, where uh, which I, which I know feels a bit weird. Where I think, uh, oh no, Tucker's thirty, but yeah, who's gonna want him? Still, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, Tucker. We didn't uh, really see a whole lot of him on his own. Exactly, know what he's got. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's tough to see. Once he put those, once he switched that track pants look, it was over. <laughs> well, yeah, as soon as as soon as uh, as soon as Otis got his push, it was over. Well, that as well, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <sighs> All right. Well, well. Shall we move on? <laughs> Should we move on to where his, uh, the land where his brother, Otis, is hanging out these days on his own? Well, not on his own. He's in an academy. Yeah, let's move He's on enrolled. to that land, shall we? Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. That's right. Uh, even if your eyes aren't blue, I think a lot of people are pretty cool with the blue. blue but, uh, universally loved color. Universally. Um, and it's home. It's the universal title is blue. So Uni- look at that. Universal title-y. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about Tucker. Let's, uh, yeah, we're switching on over to the brand where his buddy Otis hangs out. So, uh, but we're kicking off with Cesaro. He comes out, he's ready to speak, but before he can even say a word, Seth Rollins interrupts, so he just comes out, starts mocking him, and says, uh, you know, you got your eyes on the Universal title, but you're not done with me. So, you just got lucky, WrestleMania, that rain delay fucked me up. But, <laughs> anyways, Cesaro says, let's fight tonight, no excuses, but then Jey Uso comes out, so, he's on Rollins' side, they surround him, but then Daniel Bryan comes out to even it up. And then he just gets on the mic, putting over Cesaro for working harder than everyone here. Roman's where he is because of family connections, and Cesaro hasn't gotten one break in his entire career, so he deserves a title shot. And then Rain comes out, gives his piece, and then he leaves. Then he leaves. Uh, I guess, but though, um, setting up like a tag match right away. Yeah, we just jump right in. Everyone's already out here. So Cesaro, Brian taking on Seth and Uso. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, good tag match. Cesaro just running wild, hitting a bunch of super uppercuts. Uh, eventually, later in the match, Rollins just gets fed up and just bails. So Uso's all alone. And then 
ends up eating a running knee, running knee from Brian, and that gets the win for the good guys. <clears throat> this was uh, this was very Monday Night Raw of them to do. We kind of spent the first fifteen minutes of the show <laughs> setting up a tag match, which could have been announced kind of right off the bat. That being said, though, it is it, it, it it's funny to see the first forty minutes of the show taken up by four of the best workers on the brand. At least, you know, in the men's division, at least, right? Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Rollins, Uso. Like, yeah, in theory, those guys occupying 40 minutes of time, you're like, thumbs up. But with, uh, yeah, maybe without that kind of preamble before, yeah. you know, uh, just kind of give us, just kind of give us the match. You know, one thing that we, one thing that we consistently see on, you know, and at least, uh, like, not trying to make comparisons, but one thing we consistently see on AEW is that, like, card rundown right off the bat jr excalibur shivoni they go back and forth just kicking off with this okay next you know and they kind of give us this run it's like they book the matches because obviously the matches are booked behind the scenes the matches aren't really booked in front of our faces so just fucking (laughs) tell us to do that who knows we could have slipped something else in here maybe you know maybe uh you know, I don't know. You, you can always find room for something else instead of spending that 15 minutes to set up the match. Yeah. Yeah, no, for a match that was inevitable anyways. So. You know, because as soon as when when, when when our wrestling show starts off with a talking segment, I, I, I wonder what the odds are. Like eight times out of ten, it's leading to a multi-man tag match. <laughs> and I mean, sometimes, uh, f- fortunately for us, though, it's just not involving Baron Corbin. Usually it's Baron Corbin who's coming out for 20 minutes to talk and then leading to a tag match of some kind that we don't really care about. So, yeah, nice to see all of it together. Cesaro's still looking, you know, like this legitimate superstar. Yeah, they're keeping him in the running here. So, yep. uh, afterwards, Brian gets on the mic again and Mocks Roman some more, and then Uso tries to attack, but Cesaro gives him the big swing. Um, Two of them just keep trying to get Roman to come out to save Uso, but he doesn't. So, you know, Brian says, Jay saved you every single title match, but you won't even save him here. So, you can't beat Cesaro. Just a good endorsement from Daniel Bryan. Yeah, just a good good endorsement from uh, one (laughs) one of our top guys over here. Yeah, that's pretty much what he was doing the whole show. He was... Uh, I guess they don't feel as confident in Cesaro's mic skills, so they just let Brian do the talking for him. Yeah, well, this, he still wears a little mouth guard after that ugly tooth incident from uh, <laughs> from a few years back. So who knows? He could be yeah. lisping and slurring. And uh, isn't it funny that uh, and WWE does this where um, people who maybe cannot speak English won't be given the opportunity to speak on the microphone? Yet people who can speak clear English but are terrible at promos are given all the time in the world. Isn't it sometimes funny? You you would think about somebody like Asuka, somebody like uh, Cesaro, who, for all we know, could probably drop fire. But, nope, they can't speak, it like, tangible English. So it's like, no, give the mic to somebody else who cannot spit fire, but at least they can speak the language. I don't know. Where's the middle ground with that? I think Cesaro speaks perfect English, mm-hmm. just a slight accent, but but I think but it's but, just... but but enough, but clearly enough for them to not be confident with him being like the promo leader. I think he also isn't quite up to the 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 capability of someone like Daniel Bryan. Anyway. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe he just needs more uh, more practice at it, and that's what they're trying to give him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, Vince definitely doesn't like accents. He hates sure. it. He hates it. <laughs> Unless it's your character and he's you're pretending to do Yeah, unless you're Kofi Kingston and you're from Jamaica. But like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh but we got some woman's action. Nia Jax taking on Tamina, which I'm pretty sure we booked this last week after we saw. Literally we booked it last <laughs> week. However, you know, Tamina coming out there with Natalia, Nia Jax come out with her Shayna Baszler, but I don't think we booked uh Reggie. Yeah, now last week I noted his absence and I was like, hey, maybe Maybe we're lucky. Maybe Reggie's gone, but nope. I jinxed it. He's back. He had this deck of cards suit, which was kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it. It's the only thing I noticed about him. But uh, anyway, so there's people outside the ring trying to fuck with the match. Shayna Baszler, Reggie, uh, but it ends up shooing or it ends up screwing with uh, Shayna. Or I don't know. This all distracts Naya, so Tamina hits her with a super kick and then rolls her up, stacks the legs, gets the three count, just as expected. The most devastating move in sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. Um, yeah. We're still doing this. We're still doing, and, and this is a weird matchup too because Tamina and Natalia aren't really this like these hardcore baby faces to me quite yet. No, they're not even. Uh, but yeah, but def- but to, but um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are acting dumb like baby faces. I almost feel like there's like this little bit where we're trying to flop the roles here. Uh, remember how we've said this before? Like the the stu- the the pure stupidity which only comes with a baby face. Uh, the naivety <laughs> of not knowing what's happening around you, or the classic babyface move of somebody's entrance music hits and then you get rolled up. Uh, yeah. Something that a heel will never do uh, because they have like the somewhat little bit of wherewithal. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I, I, I felt like maybe in this one, maybe they're trying to flop that, uh, you know, the roles. I mean, yeah, either way, there's no clear baby face at the moment they're definitely uh yeah like if you put them in front of a crowd who are they gonna cheer for i'm not sure i'm really i'm really yeah i'm really not sure who uh who we're supposed to cheer for in this one but uh these two yeah i mean i you know they won they won the belts that at the rumble and they held on to it for a fair amount of time before then uh i guess this every time just give the titles to the next anybody just (laughs) fucking anybody yeah so natty tamina i mean they both Pin them back to back weeks, so they should be getting a title. I mean, you know, and they were my they were my pick uh, coming out of Mania with these titles, right? To really kind of start it fresh in that way. But uh, yeah. we'll just have, kind got, of have to wait to see what happens. They got halfway there. Man, hopefully they can finish the job now. Hopefully. Uh, backstage, Brian meets with Adam Pierce to tell him to make things right. Gives Cesaro his opportunity, but Adam says it's not that simple. You know, this is the chief we're dealing with. So, but he'll try. So Brian just says, "Do more than try." Good. <laughs> do so there Daniel is Daniel Bryan more than try, only do. <laughs> He's the ambassador for Cesaro, it seems. Mr. Daniel Bryan, the campaign manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, uh, maybe taking like a backseat role from in the ring action. Yeah, he said it himself. He sees his full time in ring career winding down, but he can still do the part time gig. Of course. Uh, but let's go to a championship match because we got the Intercontinental title on the line. Apollo Crews defending against Kevin Owens. Uh, 
Um, and our buddy Pat McAfee with more hyperbole here. Just calling Commander Aziz the largest human being he's ever seen in his life. I mean, come on. He's not. He's tall, but he's not that. There's bigger wrestlers on the roster. You've probably played with bigger football players. Yeah. I want, yeah. What's his? Uh, <laughs> what's his? I wonder what. I wonder what his metrics are. And of course. Uh, but yeah. But I mean, just as as you brought it up right there, uh, Pat McAfee's still doing a great job. Yeah. No, I he's think. great. He's fun. Uh, much better than that other guy on Raw. That Adnan. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. We'll get to there. We'll get to there when we get to Raw. I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the match was fun. They're going back and forth. Uh, the big Aziz on the outside, just standing in the way if he can, whenever he can. And if that wasn't enough, mid-match, Sami Zayn comes out to uh, cause even more distractions. And he sits down doing some commentary. Uh, but Owens fights back. He hits the pop-up powerbomb for a big two-count. Um, follows up with a frog splash off the apron to the floor. But then Commander Aziz jumps on the apron which distracts Owens, and Cruz hits the dangerous roll-up, and that gets the three to retain his title. The most devastating maneuver in sports entertainment. Uh, <laughs> is this two straight matches with a, with a distraction-led roll-up? Uh, indeed. Wow. This, um... Who knew? Who knew that this would be the... I feel like the distraction <laughs> roll-up is our new two out of three falls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there should be a rule, one per week. Uh, one roll up per week, one distraction per week. Or I mean, or I'll t- yeah, one. Let's say one at the most, because I yeah, one, you, you don't yeah, even ha- you don't even have to do it. Yeah, oh you- no, that's just the cap. That's the cap. <laughs> uh, but anyways, afterwards, um, yeah, Owens is pissed. He hits the stunner on Cruz. So Aziz jumps in, gets a hold of Owens, and he hits him with the Nigerian nail, which is uh, just a big thumb to the throat. Yeah, that could break your thumb. Oh, it's okay. not even taped up or anything. <laughs> like when Umaga did it, he had a big tape job there, so you know that could do some damage. Oh, okay, I didn't know it was. Uh, I didn't know that it was taken from yeah. someone. That was the Samoan spike when he did it. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the Usos' uncle Umaga. Right. But uh, yeah, so that's that's Nigerian nail puts Owens out, and then Sami Zayn just gets in the ring and does his funny little dance over Owens' corpse. I love it. Is that is that his dance or is that like a meme dance? It tell. seems like it's his now because okay. there's a t-shirt with it. Uh, yeah, awesome. And ev- everyone's wearing this shirt also. I think proceeds go to uh, the Sammy for Syria fund, uh, cool. that charity. I think it's yeah. like, you know, he's leaning into it. Who, who knows? There'll be an, I love it. There'll, I love be an it. there'll be an NFT coming out soon. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Sammy Zane. We love him. We love mm-hmm. him. Uh, but then afterwards, Apollo, he's celebrating backstage, but he gets jumped by Big E until they get broken up. So Big E's not done with him. No. Uh, then we cut to a new vision from the twisted mind of Aleister Black, who we, for months, we've been begging to see this guy. And uh, I guess this is his return. Uh, just a cinematic piece. He's a... Uh, He's sitting in this dark room, just candles lit everywhere, and he pulls out this big book of tales of the Dark Father. And you know, one funny thing, he's got his big, thick reading glasses on. Uh, like gra- grandpa hipster glasses. <laughs> like grandpa hipster glasses. Yeah, kind of funny. But uh, then he just starts regaling us with these tales of woe. Uh, I guess it's kind of his mythical origin story, just the misguided child. I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see the guy wrestle. 
Why isn't this how we brought him in? Was weeks and weeks of uh, solo uh, vignettes with candles in the background, and And then eventually to right. That's what it was. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't something about knocking on his door. Yeah, to pick a fight with me. Yeah, it was it was, some, it was something it was something <clears throat> like that. But hey, it's at least it's it's about damn time that he's back on television. Yeah, uh, I've been waiting. So throw him in the ring. Let's get him going here. No more fucking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then we go backstage and we hear from Bailey uh, because it's been announced that she's going to be the first challenger for Bianca Belair's title at WrestleMania Backlash. So that should be a great match. But. Um, then Bianca shows up, and then Bailey just kind of turns around, just starts cutting a babyface promo, saying, "What an honor it is to be your first challenger! How impressed she was with what she did at WrestleMania." But then she walks away, comes back, laughs in her face. It was all a swerve, and I'm not talking about Isaiah Scott. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fun little promo. And yeah, the uh, backlash is coming up sooner than we think it is. I guess two weekends uh, from now will be uh you know we're you know will will be that card we're kind of like slowly slowly building it up it should be a great um it should be a great match coming up to this one made me think yeah. though mike just curious if you can you know kind of like rake the rake your brain for a second has there <laughs> any ever been somebody who won a championship at wrestlemania and then, like, defended it the next week and lost it, or defended it right away. And because sometimes when I see these big baby faces winning their championships, we spend more time on the congratulations than we do like getting them back into, uh, you know, the thick of things, right? And I mean, we haven't seen AJ and Omos for some time now. Uh, yeah. Bianca Blair's been there. Like, has there been somebody who's like, I just won the belt, and then one week they, later, they're like, let's challenge for it? <laughs> well, uh, it was some, not the world title, but Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania and then lost it the next night on Raw. Okay. To so the Miz. So it does. It it has happened. Uh, yeah. yeah, because some of these performers, especially coming out of this past mania, we had so many people that were on a roll. Uh, AJ and Omos were one of those, and I could, I thought Bianca Belair was also <laughs> on a roll going into Mania. Then she wins the belt, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, you won the belt. What's yeah. next?" And then it's still that like, then it's almost like this deflating feeling of like, "Oh, we have to wait a month for your what's next." Like, I want to see it. Like, where's the where's the that John Cena fiery babyface like take on all comers, like just going for it type of thing. Yeah, no, I'd like to see. More Bel Air. It'd be nice to see just one belt holder do that. (laughs) Like, because there's like 12 belts now in WWE. Like, it doesn't have to be every single one of them. Just give me one who's like, knock him down. Next. Let's go. Baby face. Let's go. Boom. Heel. Let's go. Boom. Shake your hand. Boom. Let's go. (laughs) Well, let's go to this tag team match here. We've got the Mysterios taking on Gable and Otis. And uh, yeah, you know, it was fine. Uh, eventually, Ray hits six foot nine. Frog Splash gets the win. So hopefully, him and Dominic will get a title shot. It seems like they're the next. Uh, <clears throat> it seems like they're the next in line. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to take out these dirty dogs, right? Or the Street Profits are next in line. It's one of these three which teams, is, which is tough because I guess like on today's or on this episode of SmackDown, we didn't see the Dirty Dogs. 
nor did we see the Street Profits, who I also thought, yeah, were the were those next in line dudes. It's funny to have it's weird to have two kind of like baby face teams. Uh, both kind of wanting to be next in line for these SmackDown Tag Team Championships just kind of raises the question, like, what's the end game? I mean, yeah, there's only basically these four teams in the whole division right now, so one of them's got to win the titles off them. One of them's got to be involved somehow, <laughs> and I think, guys, it stands right now, we only have two matches booked for uh, WrestleMania Backlash, so lots of room there for... I mean, there, there has to be some kind of... I mean, considering the SmackDown Tag Team Championships were not on the WrestleMania card, it'll have to be on this one. I hope so, because the Raw Tag titles are just missing in action. They're just oh. MIA. Yeah, so... Uh, but anyways, that was your last match, but the show's not over. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan come out because they're still waiting to hear the answer from Roman. So Reigns finally comes out with his tribe and yells at Cesaro for thinking that he can challenge him. And then he yells at Bryan because he never liked him and he never will. But, uh, Daniel Bryan, next week on SmackDown, you get one last title opportunity. And Cesaro just, hey, you got to take it. But that's not what they were here to bargain for. But, you know, Brian wants to help Cesaro get his shot. But anyways, Roman says, next week, Daniel Bryan, title shot. If you lose, I want you to disappear from SmackDown forever. And Daniel Bryan accepts the challenge. So big match coming up on SmackDown. Huge match coming up. Uh, will that be this come like the next episode? Tomorrow. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that's a big match. Um... Uh, Daniel Bryan, I mean, we just talked about it earlier. The, uh, he wants to wind down his full-time career. This could be a way to write him off of SmackDown for who knows how long. Or he could win the damn title. I'd give it to him. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, yeah that's a good point. Don't think he will win. But, I mean, Daniel Bryan's been pretty much nonstop since... God Since forever coming back out of re from retirement Since coming back for retirement I can't really picture him not kind of being around especially through his run as the planet's champion to now just never took time off moved over to Smackdown I mean hell he could just be looking for a little bit of time off yeah hang out at home with his kids his wife he's got shit to do this guy's got shit to do and he'll still show up you know every six months or whenever like Brock Lesnar type of deal Oh, he can still show he up. Wants. He can still show up all the time. This will not yeah, be the. Anyway. This will not be the end of. No, just uh, just the end of the weekly Daniel Bryan. Exactly. This will not be the last time we see of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but that was the last of SmackDown for that episode. Yeah, that was the last of SmackDown. Uh, another great show. SmackDown continues to be the A brand, uh, no matter what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. Let's move oh, wow. across to what I can only call, uh, I guess, the C brand. I'll call it the D brand. The D brand. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. If we're talking about the D brand, you know we're talking about Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Um, I, I like uh, I'm a, I have I have certain traditions certain things I watch uh, you know like once a year you know throughout the month of October I love to watch the Saw movies or <laughs> you'll have people who you know once a year I like to rewatch Fast and Furious yeah. or some people you know once a year they'll hunker down and watch all three extended Lord of the Rings cuts in one sitting um, 
And I get it. You know, I like to revisit. I like to rewatch things I've already seen before. Uh, you know, it, it brings me back maybe to a good memory or whatever it is. So one thing I love about Monday Night Raw, it's like watching my yearly Saw rewatches. But instead of doing it once a year, I just get to do it every single week instead. <laughs> every single week I get to rewatch uh, the same show. Almost like on Mondays, I'm I'm transported into this Groundhog Day loop. Where like I wake up, I, I go to bed, I wake up, and it's the exact same episode of Monday Night Raw. And then I go to bed, I wake up, and it's the exact same episode of Monday Night Raw. So hopefully uh, this week um, will be a little bit different. Well, I'll tell you at least one difference. Because uh, we start off with Mace and T-Bar taking on Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. And Mace and T-Bar did not have the masks on this week. So thankfully, looks like they're gone forever. Uh, just gotta get those names fixed now. But instead of where they, <laughs> we were mask off for the boys, but we uh, were face painted. A little bit of face paint. Uh, looks looks all right. Way better than the masks. I think it suits Dion Madden more. He kind of got that predator look already with his hair. With so. his, yeah, he already kind of looks like the predator to begin with. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they cut a little promo saying no more masks, no more allegiance. Uh, but they still got each other's backs. Unlike Drew and Braun, who are arguing backstage beforehand. So Braun says he's going to do this on his own. So now it's a handicap match. Braun taking on Mason T-Bar. Uh, Braun gets some moves in, but then they just team up two on one. It's overwhelming. They do not break at the referee's count. So they get DQ'd. Braun wins. They continue the beatdown. So Drew comes out, makes a save. And like you said, Groundhog Day, just like last week. This leads us right into a tag match. Uh, Braun and Drew versus T-Bar and Mace. Yeah. Raw is the number four show by a long mile. <laughs> the number four show. On... So I'm including Dynamite in the time. Yeah. Oh, oh, the I, oh, I, oh I was saying the number four uh, WWE show. Like, Behind 205 Live and main event. Oh, I was, yeah, I was, I, I, oh, I was thinking something like NXT UK that we don't even watch. Oh, but yeah. It, so but, maybe it's the number six show. I don't yeah, know. because at least once a year on NXT UK, I have no clue what's going on, but they'll throw out a five star banger every eight months. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I have, I, I, I need <laughs> no context. They'll give me a five star match somehow. Uh, but we get the same kind of thing here that we yeah. got last week. So this was, yeah, nothing special at all. Uh, you know, Strowman does his little choo-choo around the outside of the ring, but thankfully no train noise. So I think that was just a two-week experiment. Thank, playing the train thank noise. Christ. <laughs> Braun Strowman, too, looking um, lo- uh, looking a little like Tommaso Ciampa on this one, kind of letting his hair grow or like, you know, like it just <laughs> yeah, wasn't it, it just wasn't freshly shaven. Uh, no, it was yeah. like the tip of a turnip. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, he's chugging along, and then Drew tries to clothesline T-Bar, but he ducks, so Drew ends up hitting Braun. And during all of this, the ref is still making the count, because they're outside the ring. T-Bar slides back in, but Drew does not make it in time. So Mace and T-Bar get the big count-out win. But, yeah. Uh, wins yeah. a win I mean, I, I guess wins a win, but if we're talking about from the show, it was, yeah, like you said, Mike, it was the same thing we saw last week. Nobody gained anything from a DQ. Nobody gains anything from a DQ or a count-out uh, type of finish. Yeah, so. Uh, a yeah. lot of beef in the ring, though, I gotta say. Put, yeah. put, put all that beef in there. 
Uh, Strowman afterwards hits a power slam on Drew and then yells at him. And then at one point, the commentary called it a running power slam when it was stationary. That oh, bad. really? Well, I think the running power slam is usually what he does as his... Uh, usually. As, as his thing. Uh, I think out of all this, I think Dijakovic McIntyre would be the only thing I'd care about. I think those would be the two guys where, just judge based on their history... Yeah, I feel I feel like they could do something uh, like they could work something well together. Yeah, that could be an awesome match. Yeah. Uh, but then afterwards, Drew is all pissed off and tells Adam Pierce he wants Braun tonight. So three Strowman matches in one evening. Lucky you. Lucky me. If you if you're <laughs> like some people and love Braun Strowman for some reason, uh, tonight's your night. Unfortunately for the rest of us. But uh, Miz and Morrison are out in the ring with Elias and Jackson Riker for Miz TV. And they're combining their musical talents to perform Hey Hey Hop Hop Unplugged. But uh, thankfully they get interrupted by Damian Priest. And then the New Day come out and they got a guitar case full of rotten tomatoes. And they just start chucking them at the heels like it was the medieval times or something. But. <laughs> Uh, there was a couple good shots in here. They showed some slow motion tomatoes to the head. Yeah, how uh, do you think they have someone like testing the firmness of tomatoes? Like, how do you get that nice? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that it, has it's to like be. It's, it's firm enough that it can make an impact, but then squishy enough that it explodes. Uh, I've yeah. never thrown a tomato at someone, nor have I had tomatoes thrown at me, so I wouldn't know. Well, hopefully not. But uh, yeah, luckily we had a commercial break to clean up that mess. <laughs> Thankfully, they have that black apron down, too. So Amen. Just roll off all this tomato juice. Amen. Uh, so, anyways, tag team match. New Day and Priest taking on Miz, Elias, and Jackson Riker. So, six-man tag here. Uh, yeah. Anyways, they go back and forth. John Morrison, he's on the outside, interferes. Uh, or yeah, he picks up one of those discarded tomatoes and just rubs it on Kofi's face. But eventually it comes down to Xavier and Riker. Xavier catches him with the inside cradle. Gets a three count. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this is a cradle, though. It's got more leverage. Yeah, that's at least at least that's called something. <laughs> yeah. Not the roll-up is like roll one up. arm holding them down. Yeah. Uh, um, the worst is when their shoulders aren't even like covered and they're just laying there. I don't know. Like they're not completely down on the mat? Like they're just laying their shoulders. Shoulders aren't being pinned down. They're just laying flat for no reason. This, uh, yeah, this was messy. Um, this was messy, I feel, also for me, just because it kind of involved a couple people who could be tag teams while not involving the actual tag team champions. Um, over the past couple weeks, we also have seen the Viking Raiders return, and they kind of beat down Cedric and Shelton a couple times. Uh, so maybe we're kind of just covering for that uh, to be the case. Um, that being said, though, <clears throat> this Damian Priest thing, it like it wouldn't it be great. It like Damian Priest in the Miz, and that sounds great. But we have so much bullshit going around it that I just you know like how how is, is it is it worth it? Is that the plan? Like I thought Mania is supposed to be the end of these <laughs> sorts of feuds, yet it, it just doesn't. It, it was almost as if. That match didn't matter because we're just going to keep it going anyways, just without the like the actual surprise of the match, which which was Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, uh, but 
AJ almost we want you back like what's next like what's next for all of these guys because what I saw here were um I guess seven people total because Morrison didn't he he wasn't in the match I don't think but pretty much what I saw here were seven seven guys who took up a lot of time and there's absolutely nothing for them to do absolutely nothing this was this was like the definition of a time filler and I don't think there are any long-term goals for any of them at the moment and this was also on a show where uh i mean we may get to it a little bit later but i don't remember no never mind never mind i was wrong i was wrong okay i was wrong (laughs) we'll get to it then yeah uh but let's go backstage where we see sonia deville uh making a guest appearance here on raw and she lets charlotte flair in from the back because she's supposed to be suspended indefinitely. But we'll get to that. Um, yeah, they had a yeah. nice, uh, they had a nice, uh, DeVille's wearing all black. Charlotte's wearing yeah, all DeVille's white. looking good. It, like, it, uh, it looked good. I was like, as soon as I saw this, I'm like, yeah, these two, these two know what's up. <laughs> the craziest part was they said that Charlotte was fined $100,000, which that would never happen in any sport, that amount. Yeah, even like you like you you say you like even in professional basketball if you say something anti-semitic on a uh on a video game stream, even mm-hmm. that's only like 20k. Yeah. No, yeah, the NHL if you like get a yeah, body check someone to the head might only be 5 grand. <laughs> 5 grand. But anyways, Sonia Deville comes out to the ring, brings out Charlotte, and they've got the ref in the ring that Charlotte attacked last week. Eddie Eddie Orengo? There you go. Eddie. (laughs) Sonia thinks Adam Pierce's decision of the suspension and 100 grand was rushed. And uh, Charlotte says that she's reflected, understands her error, and wants to make a sincere apology to everyone involved. And she apologizes directly to Eddie for manhandling him. The referee accepts, and he admits he did not see Rhea Ripley interfere. So Charlotte should have won. Now, Sonia, it's, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Sonia says she's happy to announce that Charlotte Flair's suspension has been lifted and she will wrestle tonight. And Eddie, you're going to be the referee. And this was big. This was big. Um, this was a big moment <laughs> for me personally because, Mike, um, I don't know if you recall Eddie Aringo, a 2020 shooty winner for <laughs> Ref of the Year after disqualifying Asuka for doing nothing. Um, this guy needs to go back to fucking ref school. This guy uh. does <laughs> has lost control of the women's division. He forgets what's right and what's wrong, what's allowed and what's not. Uh, I love seeing an official's incompetence uh, being broadcast on national television. It's so funny. Has there ever been a ref who has, like, a, a, um, I mean, Aubrey, Aubrey's the only one that I can think about. I was like, has there ever been a ref who has, like, a level of intelligence that's beyond second grader? <laughs> has that ever existed like a ref who stood up for himself or yeah like uh, you know i because I, I can picture like a highlight of something of a ref getting you know like a cutter in there quickly uh <laughs> you know after being tormented for weeks or months or i'm sure little nature has done something uh of notes but this was just another example of yeah eddie Arango looks like a fucking tool what's the word that you had yeah, we did like a wrestling words once, and it was the word for somebody who's just like, was it like a potato? 
<laughs> that was a different one. Was but... that a different one? Okay, no, uh, you had a word for Stooge? something. Who, yeah, who just, they're a fucking dweeb out there. Yeah, and, a uh, geek, a stooge. Yeah, it was something like that. Geek, stooge, maybe, and Eddie yeah. Arengo just fucking geeking it up <laughs> uh, all over Monday Night Raw for the past year. Yeah, and Charlotte calls it out, say, Eddie, you just admitted it was your mistake, so now I need you to apologize to me. And he says he's sorry, and she calls him a good boy. <laughs> so that was it. That was it. She had to throw. Uh, and then they get backstage once again, and Adam Pierce is not happy with Sonya just going out there making decisions on her own. So she apologizes, but Pierce doesn't believe it. So hey, some uh, some rift going on mm-hmm. between, between management. Yeah. Uh, then Sheamus comes out for a United States title open challenge, but then he declares he's not going to defend his title. So, Umberto Carrillo comes out. They brawl. And Carrillo actually gets the better of Sheamus, but we don't get an actual match. No, don't get, uh, you know, it's kind of like our 50-50 booking type situation. Yeah. Uh, and this will be <laughs> another one of those great champion opportunities where Car- I, bet, I bet they'll have a match next week. I bet Humberto Carrillo is going to win, which is going to earn him a championship opportunity at Backlash. And that's where he will uh, ultimately not win. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, Bobby Lashley, MVP, come out, cut a promo about being almighty and defending the title, uh, the upcoming backlash. And they're upset about the possibility of this becoming a triple threat match uh, because I forgot to mention, I think, that if Braun beats Drew, he's added to that match. Yeah, I think that was a little stip they threw in there at some point. I forget when, but... Yeah. Uh, but... More, we go backstage where Riddle, he's just on his scooter, riding around, waiting to be interviewed about his huge win over Randy Orton last week. But then the Rand man comes up and admits he underestimated him. and uh, You earned a tiny bit of his respect. Uh, and you know, you said if we were going to be a team, we should be RK bro. And I hate to admit it, but it sounds a little catchy. So uh, why don't we try it out in the ring? I called in a favor. We got a tag team batch booked for tonight. So Riddle's pumped. He's got all these ideas about matching snakeskin boots. And Orton just shushes him and says, let's see how it goes out there. <laughs> so, hey, I like it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, backstage, Naya and Shayna are with Reggie when someone brings Naya flowers. And she just goes, oh, my God, Reggie. But they're not from him. They're from Angel Garza. Who uh, walks up, calls her as beautiful as a Spanish rose, and wishes her luck. Yeah, uh, I never thought we'd see him get thrown back <laughs> into the mix. He loves women. That's all there is to it. Well, and I think I, I it recalled for me that one time, if we're like, you know, talking about any level of consistency. Remember when Angel Garza had those series of promos that were just like him staring down the barrel of the camera? Like, yeah. like giving like romantic uh, poems? <laughs> like that kind of, like that it was something like that which always had kind of him giving a rose it was like the one moment i'm like wow either they remembered what they did 2 years ago or they forgot and they just kind of happened to do the same thing well uh these flowers didn't mean much to naya because she walks past mandy rose and just says put these in water bitch and then just smacks her smacks rose with the roses wow uh yeah, Angel Garza's still out there. You know, he's getting those uh he's out there, he's out there getting those main <laughs> event wins. 
Yeah, him and Carrillo probably been stacking up. Uh, no, you know who's the one on uh, on main event? It's uh, Monsoor. Monsoor. Monsoor wow. is the one with an undefeated record uh, currently. He's just waiting until they go back to Saudi. Yeah. Uh, Crown he, jewel. Yeah, he has not been defeated in singles competition since August 23rd, 2019. Uh, he's had a series of matches, probably like 25 to 30. They've all just been uh, dubs. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting that tag team match we're promised. Riddle teaming up with Randy Orton to take on the new perennial jobber team, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it makes for a good first match for the RK bros. Uh, yeah, Riddle gets isolated, but fires back, gets Orton with the hot tag. So Randy goes on a roll. Um, Cedric tries to come diving in, but Randy hits an RKO midair. Then he gets a hold of Shelton for the draping DDT, but Riddle begs him to get tagged in. So Orton obliges, hits the DDT, and then Riddle hits the floating bro to get the win. So, uh, yeah, big win. Riddle gives him a hug. But Randy's like, hey, back off. Baby steps. Baby steps. Uh, again, on a show where I guess we open, you know, I mean, on a show where. Now, this was one part that wasn't Groundhog Day. This was new. Yeah, this, yeah, no, this, this was not the Groundhog Day that we thought. Um, of course, we've already seen, at least on today's action, we saw T-Bar and Mace team up. We saw we saw the New Day team up. Jackson Riker and Elias, they've been in and out together. Uh, now we've seen Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. We've got this RK Bro thing. Still have not seen the champions, and including no. the Viking Raiders, which we did mention. What is with this... Like, I don't want to use the word yep. stacked tag division because stacked <laughs> to me implies that, like, stacked in a good, like, the NXT women's division is stacked because yeah. it's, like, top down, like, consistent performers. If I yeah. take that same list of all these teams I just mentioned over here on Raw, this isn't stacked. It's just a lot of them. <laughs> it's a great talent pool, but yeah, like, as I mean, the tag division. I mean, I like, the forming of RK-Bro seems odd when we just reformed the Viking Raiders. We still, Cedric Alexander Shelton, they're still together. The New Day, they're always still, like, it seems like, what the hell's happening with this, these groups? Meanwhile, meanwhile, we've got main event star Humberto Carrillo going after <laughs> the mid-card championship. Uh, it just, another feels bizarre. Yeah, we'll see where Riddle and Randy go. They may not be title-bound. It may just be for them to break up and have their own little singles feud. Yeah, that could be it, too. Yeah, maybe just see these two guys go at it while uh, Randy waits for The Fiend? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can never trust Randy for too long, though. Eventually, he's going to steal Riddle's stash. Yeah, eventually, uh, yeah, eventually he's going uh, yeah, to give up. He's like, you pinched me, bro. And then they'll fight. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but then we go to some women's six tag, six person action. Oscar, uh, Lana, and Naomi taking on Shayna Baszler, Nia Jackson, Rhea Ripley, and then in the middle of it all, Dana and Mandy come out with a big bucket of water, which they throw on Shayna. So then Nia comes charging over, but then she slips on the water because that's her new gimmick. And so you I, said heels couldn't look dumb. She's a heel looking dumb. I, well, that's what I said. Well, that was my biggest question. I'm like, are we changing them? Which I just got to say, I just got to say, Mike, as soon as uh, 
yeah, so she slips in the water, and just let me say, I was, this was so funny. WWE <laughs> understands my humor. They, I, I, they understand my humor that somebody slipping in water is funny. We just needed some sound effects, like whoosh, boing. Yeah, we just <laughs> needed a boing. <laughs> like remember that? Remember that moment when uh, it was like before the Mimosa Mayhem match when Orange Cassidy dumps a bunch of orange juice in the middle of the ring, and then I think it was Ortiz who's like on his back flopping around. <laughs> like like that was funny because it was too dumb. But throwing a bucket of water on somebody that having them slip, like it's not dumb enough <laughs> to be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's dang, you could tear an ACL slipping on that. Oh my god, I wish Nia Jax would tear an ACL, but <laughs> it's just not happening. Well, at least the uh, means she's out of the match for a while. So Yeah, at least. Uh, at least. Yeah. Back in the ring, Reggie jumps up, tries to cause distraction. Uh Lana and Rhea Ripley actually had a good one on one here. Lana, always improving. Some nice mm-hmm. near falls. Uh, but Rhea hits her with the Riptide. Tags in Naya, who hits the leg drop, gets the three count. So I feel bad for Ripley being associated with these two. She's she's better on her own. Well, and this, you know, and this, we, we had these questions coming into Mania, then certainly afterwards, and I think seeing this may have solidified it, but having Rhea Ripley on that other side, on the side of Naya and Shayna, Shayna, um, this has to be Rhea, Rhea Ripley's uh, heel. Yeah, I think she, so. She has but... to be, right? Which feels like that little moment that we had on NXT with the three champions there all smiling. Like, that was non-kayfabe. <laughs> you were right. You're right. You, I think you were thinking that also. That this was just WWE doing their look at us, we invented women uh, yeah. thing. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, but now we're kind of back to the real nitty-gritty. Unless... You know the shoot the shoot meters flying because we have dumbass Nia Jax. Nia, if Nia and Shayna are turning babyface, <laughs> so Rhea Ripley can be there too while Asuka's our heel. Um, you're right. I think it's ill advised though to turn Rhea Ripley heel, uh, especially, especially this early on in her main roster career. Yeah, this early on in her career coming off, coming out of NXT as a babyface, uh I guess you got to wonder what a live crowd would do. Would the live crowd boo her right now? Like um, probably, probably not, not in this match. Yeah, probably yeah. not in this match. They'd probably be like, "Oh, you're the only thing that we like uh <laughs> in the in this match." But uh I mean, this this belt will presumably be on the line at um at Backlash 2. Asuka could just be the easy bet. You know, to kind of give, uh, to not only give Rhea Ripley a win, but maybe give her a greasy win to really hammer home that she's, uh, she's not here for the right reasons. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, if not Asuka, then probably one of these other women in this match. Who knows? Uh, Maybe all of them. Throw them all in there. Throw them all in there, right? We (laughs) haven't had a multi-women. Remember when every single women's match for a championship on a pay-per-view was like seven of them in the ring? We haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, it really. Well, that's because they always wanted to get Charlotte on the card. They had to. <laughs> we need to get Charlotte in there somehow. Uh, then backstage, Sonya she scolds Mandy and Dana for getting involved with that water bucket, and uh, she just insults them. Let's Mandy know that. Guess what? You're facing Charlotte tonight. So take that. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, also, I think this may have been, and Mike, you may w- correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was the first time that Sonya and Mandy. 
were beside each other since their match last or two SummerSlams ago, I think. What, whenever it was, whenever yeah, they had like summer. their their like breakup match. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't even really and, acknowledge that at the moment. But and not yeah. and they and not only did you not acknowledge it, I don't think they really did either. <laughs> there was there was no more like sin- sinister glances at each other than there would kind of be normally. There wasn't anything yeah. to me that was like, you know, one of them looking at the other one like, oh, our years of history. Uh, who knows? Maybe they just locked into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that it does make storyline sense. Sonya kind of punishing Mandy there. So. Yeah, maybe a but little bit. They did bit. not acknowledge it. Uh, but one thing I'm sure you don't want to acknowledge is Alexa's playground, uh, <laughs> which is just more of the same talking about lily more the of the doll. exact same uh they popped her up i think i think there was a couple jump scare they did a little moments. yeah they 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 played some like calm forest footage and then jump scared lily <laughs> like every internet video from the 2003 <laughs> but uh yeah this whole this um lily gives and alexa bliss give me far more of a salad fingers vibe than i think <laughs> uh anything else um, yeah, I mean, that being uh, said, though, uh, I think there's also been some things I've been thinking of when it comes to certain storylines and WWE Network moving over to the Peacock, which is, you know, presumably more of a family friendly thing. Of course, we talked about a few weeks ago uh, certain things being edited out from the, the network, like retroactively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, like yeah, things being edited out so it's a little more family friendly when it does show up on the Peacock. And really, this whole Bliss Lily thing, even back to Mania, like to me, this is the face of WWE on Peacock. It's it, like the Fiend was a little too much because the Fiend, <laughs> uh, if we recall, uh, chainsawed a cardboard cutout of himself, which I feel like that's too much. That's like an actual weapon being used on a personified thing, although it was just a cardboard cutout, being used that same kind of way. Uh, Yeah, I think this is kind of the new thing. We may start to see some kind of stories that are weird for just because they're trying to appeal to this family-friendly audience. And maybe we're just in this little Uh. transition point where, like, The Fiend was too adult for kids. But Lily and Bliss... They're perfect. They are the perfect family-friendly thing. The Fiend was a little too dark. I don't think it has anything to do with Peacock. Okay. I think I think it's just the way they're going with it. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Once we, I'm still thinking once we actually see this Lily character, it's going to be a different version of Alexa. So, who knows? Who knows how far they'll go with her. Yeah, what I'm really waiting for is what's going to be the difference between Bliss and Lily and... Wyatt and Fiend because right now they're they're on the line of it's the exact same thing so far uh like especially the way that the Fiend like you know how we didn't or we didn't see him too much we only saw them in these backstage vignettes of course the Firefly Funhouse has now become Alexa's playground it really feels like we just kind of took out the performer took out Wyatt put in Bliss took out the fiend, added Lily, and now I'm just really waiting for something new that wasn't from that past storyline. Yeah, and we need to see her wrestle too. It's been a long time. Yeah. And where's the fiend? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh but let's go to that match we were promised. Charlotte Flair taking on Mandy Rose. 
And Mandy looking pretty good for a while here. She's holding her own. She's getting some good moves in. A uh, real nice drop kick off the top rope. Don't see her go up there too much. Uh, but then later, Charlotte gets thrown into the corner. But the referee, Eddie Durango, is in the way. Uh, so she just yells at him. And then hits a big boot on Mandy. Only gets a two count. So Charlotte's just pissed at the ref for getting there too slow. And As she's yelling, Mandy hits the deadly roll up. But this was only a two count. So uh, she's not quite... Not quite there yet. Not quite but, uh, there yet. It takes a lot to uh, really roll somebody up. Yeah. But she follows up with the big C trigger. And that gets another two count. So Mandy was looking really good here. But uh, Charlotte fights back, hits the natural selection, gets the win. Yeah. And, and what was a, a pretty good match. And to see, you know, and it's kind of not only whether did we get, uh, you know, both these women on television, but we also got to see Sonya Deville kind of slowly showing signs of wanting to maybe take over Adam Pierce's job. You know, and finally yeah. seeing her on Monday Night Raw is that same kind of thing. Uh, so I think that's <coughs> a little kind of positive, cool thing to look forward to, uh, you know, kind of in the next, in the weeks to come. Yeah, it's interesting. And at the same time, if she, you know, they they could build off of her and Rose continuing a feud because eventually Sonya's going to get back in the ring at some point. Yeah, she has and we to. We never yeah. really did see the culmination of that, you know. Someone was supposed to get their head shaved. Yeah, it, it ended. <laughs> it ended not the way that we would have wanted it to end. Uh, yeah. So we'll just kind of see. We'll see. Uh, but one thing that we don't want to see is this main event here: Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. If Braun wins, he's added to the title match at Backlash. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, the match, you know, it wasn't terrible. Uh, Lashley and MVP come out to watch, and they would get involved later on when uh, Braun picks up Drew for the power slam, but Lashley distracts the ref, so MVP pulls Drew down, helping him, uh, and then Drew looks like he's ready to hit the Claymore when T-Bar and Mace jump him, so he fights him off, turns around, Strowman hits the power slam, gets a three count, uh, so gets the win, he pins Drew, he's getting in the WWE title match. He's getting into the title match, which uh, I can only imagine is so Bobby can pin him instead of pinning Drew. Hopefully, isn't that always how these triple these like late edition triple threats always work? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes the champ gets pinned. Depends. I don't know. Either way, Strowman should not be getting anything out of this, <laughs> a win or anything. Yeah, predictable. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way that I would see that, right? You know, if the Almighty Bobby Lashley will retain this, it's probably so he can pin Strowman, protect Drew for that future encounter. Uh, but it does see su- it does suck to see um, it does suck to see Drew McIntyre, you know, getting pinned. Um, yeah. After yeah, after he carried the entire fucking company for he slung them on his back for a whole year. <laughs> And now, uh, you know, I'm worried. I'm worried that uh, Drew's time has kind of come and gone. I don't know. Yeah, they can't keep uh, going with him and Lashley for too much longer because I think after Backlash, we need to move on from that feud. Certainly would need to move on. And then my next question is, like, what else is happening on this on this raw men's division. I mean, we've just seen, we saw like 75% of the division involved in some kind of weird multi-man slash tag feud slash thing. 
They've built up Bobby Lash. They've built up the Raw scene to be just like all the brick shit houses. So great. Who's the next brick shit house to take down Bobby Lashley? I don't know if it. Uh, I don't know if it exists. Somebody's gonna have to break out of that full Nelson at some point, or the Hurt Lock. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that uh, Keith Lee's not around. He could probably be in the mix, at least as a challenger. Yep. To Bobby Lashley, but. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like, yeah. in terms of who will be dethroning. Bobby Lashley right now uh, or for the kind of like you know small foreseeable future I've got a short list of nobody yeah I think he'll be holding that thing to at least SummerSlam where he fights Brock Lesnar one-on-one yeah and then move over to him and Brock right and then uh, and I really don't mind if Brock Lesnar is the uh, raw kind of like the kind of like the WWE champion just because yeah. you know, I you know I prefer SmackDown anyways. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. if he if he if he held the Universal title hostage, I'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. But if he wants to hold this thing hostage, <laughs> like that's fine. Go hold it all you want. I'm only really tuning yeah. in for Charlotte anyways. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was the episode of Raw, mostly seventy five percent the same as last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with twenty five percent new. 25. It's like when you get a DVD that's been released. That's what it is. That's what it is. So it's like you watch. It's like it's like you're. It's like it change your once a year rewatch of Lord of the Rings to now the, like the special director's cut with 14 seconds of extra footage. Exactly. Um, and the deleted scenes at the end. Yep. Yeah, and and the deleted scene where Frodo throws uh, Gollum into. Uh, the the volcano instead of Gollum like running and chasing the ring. No, Frodo actually throws him into it. It was a whole deleted scene uh, yeah. that they cut out and of. And the part when uh, Gandalf shaves his head and beard and then he starts controlling metal with his mind. Yeah. Oh, that part. I, I really forgot. I also they there was a Lord of the Rings rewrite where uh, they um they just you know those eagles that saved them in the first one. They just kept <laughs> and then saved them again at the end. They just they rode, just rode it they all just the rode them all the way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and it was the movie was wrapped up. It and, really uh, was. It was kind of almost more like a made-for-TV movie because it was like forty-seven and a half minutes, <laughs> a couple commercial breaks, and that was about it. Oh mercy! That was Monday Night Raw. Uh, that was the first half of our week. Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back because we have NXT, AEW, and uh, we'll talk about the belt collector Kenny Omega. Back here with the second half of the podcast here, folks. The Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Um, coming hot off the main roster action. It's time that we, uh, you know, maybe they step outside the world of Vince McMahon for a second. Because, <laughs> you know, he's not the end-all to, to be and be-all of... Uh, of of professional wrestling like there is other things out there there are other people out there absolutely that don't you know directly respond to him but let's get into the action before we get into the action uh because yeah mike you and i both checked out the main event of impact rebellion 2021 of course when uh kenny omega was taking on rich swan gold versus gold everything versus everything type of championship and uh i guess by the end of it i mean i guess all we got to say is kenny omega ends up getting the win defeating rich swan after a series of v triggers 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, and of course the one winged angel. I'm still waiting for the one whoever. I have no. I cannot wait for the first person to kick out of that thing. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. Triple champion Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the match itself was pretty decent. A little got a little slippy there near the end. A couple of little missed. Botches, I think, Swan. There were a couple moments, I think, yeah. They, they, it seems I think like it was they, more Swan than it. Yeah, they went up to the second or third rope to do something, I think, a couple times. And then it, uh, you know, kind of ended up falling apart. There was this one move where, uh, like, um, at, at ringside, um, Kenny Omega pushes Rich Swan up into almost like a spike on the apron. And oh, Rich Swan yeah. was supposed to have caught himself, I think... Like a headstand. Like a headstand, but didn't. And it seemed like there was a little more of a bump. Yeah. He, like, just, like, landed on his head. Like, it seems, no yeah, support. a little more of a bump than uh, than maybe we would have hoped. No, that might have knocked him a little bit loopy. Which I feel like it might have knocked slip. him a little bit loopy. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, it no, seems Kenny like... Kenny certainly looked great all the way through. Oh, of course. Kenny Omega's the best <laughs> professional wrestler who's ever lived. Like, of course, he's going to look good doing whatever he does. Uh, and, yeah, it was a great match. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Don Callis was on commentary. He did a great job in a little promo just before the match where he was just... Um, uh, he was just recalling <clears throat> others who um, Kenny Omega is greater than. Uh, you know, I think he said Backland. He said got the got. Uh, he said Gotch. Yeah. Uh, and then at one point he said uh, Bobby. Bobby. I don't know if you caught that one, Bobby. Bobby who? I think he's talking about Bobby Lashley. Oh, um, I didn't catch that. He kept. He was just kind of over champions who Kenny Omega is better than, and there was the very last one that he kind of mentioned in that promo yeah. was Bobby. Hey. I did not catch it. And uh, it was it was kind of my little go-to. I was like, okay. Yeah, mm. you know, I mean, yeah. he, he I mean was, Bobby was a former Impact champion as well, so they could be referencing that, right? Could, yeah, could be maybe talking <laughs> about that in some kind of way also. But, um, uh, but either way, either way, Kenny Omega is uh, now a four-time current uh, champion. God. Yeah, and uh, I guess one other thing of nope, I think uh, Big Cass showed up on that pay-per-view, didn't he? Yes, under a new name. Is it Kaz? No, (laughs) it was a whole new name. Like Big something? No, not even Big. It was like Morrissey or something. Not like William Morrissey or something. Uh, Yeah, something like a whole new new branding. Nothing to do with how big he is. I didn't pay too close attention other than he was there. Yeah, I think he was one of those. Yeah, like a kind of like a surprise entrance or whatever. I mean, hey, he's a guy, but he doesn't move the needle that much for me. No, not quite. Him and Enzo are a package deal, you know. I mean, Enzo Enzo wasn't there though. No, but I mean, without Enzo, he's not. Oh right, yeah, because he needs the uh, he needs Enzo to do his whole bada boom. Yeah, just get out the crowd hyped. Yeah, just getting crowd side. So he can get the hot tag and do a couple of big man moves. Yeah, that and was do, it. Then do a couple of his things, which is it. But uh, but yeah, so we're back. Um, and I guess maybe who knows with Kenny Omega as champion, we might have to end up uh, kind of talking about Impact a little bit more. Who knows? But triple champ Omega looking good. Quadruple, I think. What's the fourth? Belt? Well, and that's this is where I'm confused because. Like, Rich Swan, both Rich Swan and Kenny Omega, after he, like, gets the win, has both the TNA and Impact Championships, who, like, two weeks oh, ago no, were uh, unified, but they're still the same belt. Or, yeah, like, they're still two different one. belts. That Sorry. If they are, they're unified, though, so it counts as one. Oh, okay. Okay, so they are they are two different things. 
Yeah. Okay. WWE's had that when they unified before they brought in the new belt. They had them carry both belts for a little bit. Right. So uh, what? Um, I think Impact is on Thursdays these days, right? So who knows? That could mean who knows? Maybe uh, tonight. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight yeah. we could see some kind of uh, some kind of you know uniting of all the belts. I'm sure. Yeah. Omega will at least be there as new champ. You would think. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye there. on that. We'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on that. Well, let's move into the role of Kenny Omega, shall we? Let's get ourselves into some AEW Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. You know, a lot of things, you know, AEW just, they like announcing their shit already. You know, and like we said earlier, Jim Ross and Excalibur, they always give us that kind of weekly rundown of what we're going to get. You know, yeah. we're going to get a TNT championship match between Darby Allen and Preston Vance. We're going to get uh, Kenny Omega in some capacity. We're going to get uh, tag team action. We're going to get <laughs> a blood and guts parlay from the inner, between the inner circle and the pinnacle. Uh, who knows? They could actually give us some rules about how this whole uh, thing is going to work. Yeah. And we know. And what is a parlay in wrestling? Now, what is what is how does that? I don't know if that if that word's ever been used uh, within the sport. Who knows? This could be a first for everything. But we know we're kicking off this week's show with Brian Cage, that FTW champion, most prestigious championship in all of professional wrestling, taking on Adam Hangman Page uh, for another showdown at Daly's Place. Yeah, and uh, as Hangman's making his entrance, Team Taz attacks from behind, so the Dark Order come out to make the save. Officials have to break everyone up, but uh, Brian Cage power bombs Hangman onto the ramp to get the advantage going into the start of the match. Ooh, and it makes a big difference. Uh, you know the Wolverine; he's just dominating Hangman early on, uh, but Page fights back, hits the nice big moon salt to the floor, but it's not enough. Cage just overpowers him, hits a series of power bombs, just massive, and then followed up by. The finisher of the year, the drill claw. And that gets the win. Huge win for Brian Cage here. <laughs> also looked like a devastating drill claw to I me. Mean, they're uh, all devastating. It looked a little bit because <laughs> Brian Cage is so big. And so it's hard for like he's never in a match with somebody who's close to his size. Because he like it's hard to find somebody yeah, who so is like as two big other guys as, on the roster that are as big as I swear there's like two other guys. And one right? of them says Fucking teammate, Will Haas. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to take him on. And, uh, yeah, I thought this match with Hangman Page, you know, Adam Hangman Page was a little bit bigger than a lot of the guys that we do see Brian Cage. We actually don't see a lot of Brian Cage kind of main roster or, you know, kind yeah, of like week, solo matches weekly like matches. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and this was a big loss for Adam Page, too. The number one ranked Hangman Page. Uh, yeah, going. I mean, I don't know if he's ranked number two now, but that's the... Huge win for Brian Cage. Like I said, love that drill car, and that puts it over. It's a devastating move. And you can buy your Swolverine merch. It's online. <laughs> I have checked it out. It's right there. Uh, but with only a few weeks until Double or Nothing, we must be saving. Obviously, we're saving Adam. Maybe, you know, in August when we get to All Out, maybe that's where we see Paige and uh, Kenny Omega go at it. I think that will be put on the back burner just for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, seems like Moxley's still not done with him yet, so they might go one more time. I know, and I'm I'm still waiting for uh, I'm still waiting for um, what's his name, Brian Cage, to kind of sneak off. 
from Team Taz. Oh, uh, challenge Kenny to begin with. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm waiting good. for him to kind of move away himself personally. He didn't. He didn't. He seemed like he was on board this week, but the past few weeks he didn't. Yeah, like they had some teases where he wasn't. He wasn't fully into. Being yeah, he just wasn't. He just against. wasn't stoked on it all. And yeah, he didn't want to be bad for the sake of being bad. Exactly right. Taz but like, like, hey guys, let's go be bad. And like, if you go to work and then you see your boss's kid be promoted to like <laughs> your position, it'd yeah. be like, what the what the what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you like? <laughs> yeah, I've been here for months. This kid, this kid's doing nothing. He's got a little blonde yeah. hair. Go back to the back. Go back to the back, little boy. Go back to El Dark. Go back to Dark, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, then we cut to the elite members. They're all just hanging out celebrating in a limousine uh, because their trailer was destroyed last week. But, yeah, they're all just hanging out, cutting a promo about being the best. Looking good. Um, That's what I gathered from it. (laughs) That's all I gathered. What I gathered most was I didn't see those two brand new championships that... I didn't see any of of the belts. I didn't see any. I didn't see the AEW belt. I didn't see any of those. And I've been thinking about this past couple weeks where it seemed like the whole AEW Impact crossover has been extremely one sided. There's been very little promo. There was very little promo towards Rebellion 2021 to begin with. And I think maybe a lot of us fans were hoping to see the belts because that's kind of it. Anybody, Anybody can say shit. Fuck, even Sami Zayn. I can go on Raw and says you could have asked me about AEW, but until like you see something tangible, words are just fucking words. Yeah, no. If you have three belts, I'd be carrying them with me at all at uh, all every times. Moment. I'd have yeah, three pairs. Say, of Don pa- Cal is here. Hold one for me. I can't even keep up with. I'd them. have three pairs of pants on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you there. Carry the belts. I want to see them. I want to see those belts. But oh, oh well. well. Uh, we're going to see some tag team action. The Young Bucks, they did wear their belts. Their yep. AEW belts. Of course. <laughs> They're taking on the Seidel brothers. The Seidel brothers, who earned this opportunity through, you know, various battles on Dark and Elevation. And uh, I know what you're thinking. This Uso syndrome all over again. Uh, we see, you know, two brothers <laughs> come in. They kind of look alike. How do we tell them apart? Okay, Matt, okay, Mike. So here's how you tell them apart. Uh, so Matt Seidel... Uh, he likes to wear the long pants, mm-hmm. the long wrestling pants of the ring, where Mike Seidel likes the, the trunks, more of the, or that kind of like very short, short kind of look. Yeah. Um, another quick little one for you. Matt Seidel, uh, he has the cool, like his hair is long, but it's buzzed at the sides, kind of giving him a little thing. Yeah. And uh, Mike Seidel also has long hair, but male pattern baldness on top. So, uh, I don't know if those are going to help you just personally, uh, those two kind of distinctions. So, you see pants, full head of hair, that's Matt Seidel. Uh, Trunks, balding, that's Mike Seidel. All right. Now we know. Uh, Yeah, I know the match itself was good. You get to see a couple of flashy moves from the Seidels. Uh, But for me, the big moment of the match was when Matt Jackson pulls out the awesome Mortal Kombat reference when he does the perfect Johnny Lay- Johnny Cage split-legged punch right to the balls as the ref is distracted. Uh, perfect topical reference. The new Mortal Kombat movie just came out. Check uh, it out, HBO Max. Did you watch it? Uh, no, it's on the uh, it's on the kind of like the download list for me. Yeah, it's very good. I know you're not 
quite as into the Mortal Kombat universe. No, I wouldn't know what's going on, but I, I'm in it. You're for aware. The, I'm in it for the cool, the coolness. You know, at least the ninjas and the freezing and the <laughs> get over here. I know that. Yeah. I know that whole bit. It's a fun movie, even if you don't. You'll enjoy the ride. That's I'm sure fun. I will. Uh, definitely the best. I mean, there's only been two good video game movies in like the last 20 years, and that's one of them. So, man, what's the, the other, other ones? One? Detective Pikachu is very good. Oh yeah. Yeah, very good. Okay. May I have to check that one out also? <laughs> Even if you're not a Pokemon fan, once again. I mean, you were back in the 90s, and that's all it's about, 90s. Of course. Nostalgia. It's all it's about. It's this 90s nostalgia. It's the only people who are buying movie tickets these days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, yes, we got the awesome Johnny Cage. Did you know that that was a Mortal Kombat move, the ball punch that he did? With the no, but then I think I, I saw a gif Okay. after like the side fact. by side? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, anyways. that's fun. <laughs> it was awesome. And then they follow up with the BTE trigger, and that gets them the win. But before they're done celebrating, SCU come out. Cut a promo on them because uh, they're the number one contenders. They want those tag titles. So, mm-hmm. And Christopher Daniels disappointed in the Young Bucks Fair. This path they've chosen to go down calls them assholes. Uh, but, you know, and then looking back a few months, you know, SEU brings up the fact that they had mentioned that we had agreed, you know, a few months ago that next time we lose, we're done. And then they went on this little bit of a streak, you know, kind of actually becoming the number one contenders uh, while doing so. You know, I mean, making uh, or having this kind of little stipulation to them where they're done as a team if they lose. Kind of cool. Yeah, I uh, pretty much forgot about that because... They didn't. We've seen them on Dynamite in a while. <laughs> and I, I also didn't forget, or as soon as uh, Frankie's, or I think it was Christopher Daniels, mentioned that little, that Once little piece up, of I something. Like, oh. I was like, oh shit, yeah, you're right, you did that. Um, <laughs> great for bringing me back to something. It's just proving to me that I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess they're next in line. Either mm-hmm. way, they'll have to. We'll see that. But uh, Orange Cassidy's coming out to take on Penta, El Zero, Miedo. And yeah, you know, the match was good. But I think I complained about it last week. I'm getting sick of Penta and his his opponent just standing there and letting themselves be disrespected with his taunt. <laughs> and Mike, I knew that you were getting <laughs> fed up with it, which is why I took the liberty to truly count the amount of times that it actually happened. Uh, now, this is on TV time. I was watching this last night live, and I was like cooking dinner during the <laughs> match. So it was kind of like when when they went to picture in picture, I di- yeah. I dip out, you know, start chopping stuff up. Uh, so during the actual on screen television time, Penta did it five times. <laughs> and uh, Alex Abrahantes uh, did it once. Wow. So did, six uh, total. Um, I couldn't tell you what happened when we were in picture in picture. Yeah. Well, at one point, I don't know, he took the glove off as well, and they just yep. watch him take the glove off. Yeah. No, well, that was a long one, too. That was, that was yeah, exaggerated. Yeah, like 30 seconds. He just <laughs> just, you could have given him the orange punch right there. It's over. Boom. Orange punch. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I still love Penta. That's just a little nitpick. Of course, of course. Uh, but yeah, the match itself was great. Uh, you know, Penta's in control. Cassidy fights back. Uh, he escapes or he reverses the pack- package pile driver right into the beach break. Uh, goes for the cover. But the ref stops at a count of one, which I think might have been accidental. But Penta's shoulder was kind of off the mat. So. Oh, I actually, I I, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was real or not. I just kind of I went with the side that yeah, his shoulders were up. 
Yeah, but a one count was weird for the beach mm-hmm. break. But mm. anyways, Cassidy's looking to follow up when uh, Alex, the translator, gets on the mic, just starts talking trash. So Cassidy tosses him into the ring, but this is all distracts him from Penta, who sneaks up from behind, goes for the package pile driver. Uh, but Orange Cassidy flips out of that, grabs the microphone from Trent, hits him with a super orange punch with the mic in hand, and that gets OC the three count. You know, the uh, the microphone is turning into, you know, one of the deadliest weapons here in AEW. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been responsible it's for... It's won t- world titles. It's won world titles. <laughs> uh, this will be great. Double or Nothing is um, the last weekend in May, so we're about a month away. The long weekend? Uh, no, I think the weekend after that. It's like May, May, thir- May 30th is like it's like the very, very ah, last, uh, okay. very, very last weekend of May. Uh, so this is, you know, this could be our little kind of like six man tag here. I think best friends taken on Death Triangle. OC has a, his his past with Pac and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now having a good match here, um, giving, you know, the talent involved between those six men possible uh, possible, you know, sleeper hit show stealer. Yeah, why not? That could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get Tony Schiavone out in the ring because he's here to host this parlay between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle to determine which team gets the advantage going into the Blood and Guts match. So uh, we bring out both teams escorted by security. Uh, the Inner Circle security got to ride motorcycles, though. So yeah, yeah. I wonder why that was. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, I think I, I assume like, they, they were, were really, they were like six feet. I assume they were really late, and as soon as they got to the front gate, they're like, "No, we need you like now. Go, go, yeah. go!" Like, Police don't escort, don't, don't even park your car. Don't even park. Yeah. Just keep keep coming. <laughs> so everyone's in the ring. Tony gives us a lowdown on the rules. Two men start one on one for five minutes. Then every two minutes, another member is released until all ten men are in the ring. And at that point, you can only win by submission or forfeit. Uh, now for the parlay. The big parlay. Tony is ready to toss a coin to determine who gets the advantage. But Sean Spears slaps the coin away and just says, no damn coin, co- coin toss. That's not how we're doing this. Pinnacle deserves the advantage. And uh, he just gets in Sammy Guevara's face. Cuts a good one of the best Sean Spears promos we've seen in a while. Uh, but then Sammy claps back, calls him a failure here and where he used to work. And anyways, they all, or yeah, Sammy says, you want the advantage? Take it. I'll start the match. Fight every single one of you. So just like that, Tony chimes in and says, ha, Pinnacle wins the parlay. Just like that, they have the advantage. Mm-hmm. So that's how the parlay works. Starts as a toying cost, turns into a debate. Uh, um, and then at the end, <laughs> then everyone just starts jumping in on the mic, exchanging insults. Uh, and it closes with the two leaders, MJF, just getting real personal goal with Jericho. Jericho getting fired up and responding. And uh, eventually both teams leave, though, without coming to blows. They kept it civil. If you were if you were to ask me in early January of 2022, uh, Mike, when you inevitably ask me for my shooty winner for promo of the year. Uh, this is on my short list already. This is gonna be it. I love the fact that they didn't 
come to blows at all and they kind of go down the line and everybody had a great promo too we end yeah. up hearing from uh what the two guys from ft uh, harwood and cash wheeler and then at one point we hear from santana who's telling ortiz like they're getting in your head don't don't let yeah. them do this they were calling out their children they were getting personal and then, mention their and family. then you know and mjf and both mjf and jericho getting the uh, you know, kind of getting the last, the ending time slot. Chris Jericho gave probably one of the best promos of his career. Uh, just at the yeah. very end there. Uh, <laughs> this was amazing. This was fantastic. I loved exactly what this was. Um, we know we know who our baby faces are. We know who our heels are, and I f- it's very. <laughs> I know who I'm. I know who I'm cheering for. I uh, <laughs> I know how I want this to end, and the rules. The rules make it so it's pretty much a war games match, but in a hell in a cell. Yeah. And- so we saw they showed a graphic to kind of give us a look of it. So the cage has a roof and it's got like a couple feet between the ring and the cage. So, so it seems like so it's war games style, but instead of a cage, it's a cell. Yeah. Double hell in a cell, basically. Yeah. Double hell in a cell with no cage in the middle. And then um, it's submission or admittal, ad- admitting <laughs> defeat. Yeah. Just leaving the cage and be like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. So it's like so they use it or something. Submission or forfeiture yeah no yeah i think he had another word that started with s that was like it was like ooh, that was good um but yeah submission or surrender that's what it was surrender there it is surrender. uh which is cool <laughs> wave the white is, flag uh, you know a cool little a, a little cool stipulation there too uh which is you know kind of separating it from that war games idea i bet this was probably the plan all along um, yeah. the, this was I mean, always going sure. to be the blood and guts match rules because we knew we needed it to be a bit different than war games. Yeah, but different enough. Similar, but, but yeah, different <laughs> enough that it's not war games. But similar enough that you know Cody still gets to do the thing that his dad <laughs> invented. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, as of a week ago, it was the only match on the card. There were rumors that it would be a one match show, but tonight they announced like four matches that were going to be there, there next week. So. Yeah, so we it seems <laughs> like yeah. Now we're here on the uh, on one of those AEW special shows. Yeah, you know, like our be... winter is coming. Blood and guts. We had the fucking fighter fest. We have uh, you know all these little things. Uh, just kind of keep adding to it. Yeah. No. Apparently, it's going to be a larger crowd selling more tickets for blood and guts. So add well, some yeah, fun they atmosphere. D- they just did a sold out uh, Machine Gun Kelly concert. At Daly's place. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, like it was if like sold out. It. it was sold out. So, uh, you know, it's. I don't think it's a matter of not being able to do it. It's just uh, choosing to do so. Yeah. Well, looking forward. Yeah, me too. Uh, but then we go back to the ring. Michael Nakazawa's in there. Yeah, he's sitting down on his laptop. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out pissed off because he doesn't want to fight Nakazawa. He was supposed to fight Kenny Omega. But Kenny comes out and just says, no, you don't get what you want. We make the shots around here. You tried to kill us with your truck last week. So you get Michael Nakazawa. And then Michael just nails Eddie in the back with the laptop. Uh, I mean, this isn't even really a match. This is unsanctioned, right? So it doesn't matter. (laughs) Nothing matters. I don't even think they rang the bell. I don't think there was a ref. Nothing really. Uh, Yeah. But anyways, Kingston fights back, grabs a chair, wraps it around Nakazawa's ankle and threatens Kenny that he's going to break it. So Kenny just says, go ahead. We got more than one goon around here. And then he calls for Brandon Cutler. 
Uh, but he ends up just getting tossed out from the back. He's all beaten up, and Moxley appears, attacks Kenny from behind, and, uh, yeah, brings Omega into the ring and knocks him out with a sleeper hold. And they wrap the chair around his leg. And they're threatening to break his ankle, so Don Callis has to bargain with them. And uh, they tell him they want a tag match against these two. And Callis agrees. So Nakazawa, Omega versus Eddie and Mox next week. Next week, too. Just on uh, Blood and Guts. Just on free anybody have it television. <laughs> well, I mean, if uh, they could have asked for more. If Don Callis was going to give them anything they wanted. See, they could have said tag title shot, world title shot. World title champ, both titles and titles. Both, title for title. Um, so this is that perfect example of when we heard the John Moxley on Chris Jericho show when Moxley was trying to plead with Vince to not go out into the crowd with a fucking wagon carrying a plant because <laughs> he said, Vince, I'm a baby face. You're going to make me look like a dumbass. I'm going yeah. to look stupid, and it's funny shit. It's good shit. This was that great example of not <laughs> that. Like we can have we have t Moxley and Kingston, who are huge huge baby faces in the company, not like being smarter <laughs> than Kenny. Kenny thinking that he was smarter than Kingston, only to fall into his trap. Uh, like we can have. Why can't baby faces be smart? This is this was fine. This was perfect. I didn't think any less of anybody involved. Yeah, you know, I mean, Eddie did fall for the Nakazawa trap as well, so everyone was on equal. Yeah, but, but well, he he got he got he got slapped in the back with a laptop, <laughs> laptop to the and, back. Then, and then immediately knocked out. Then that immediately like an HP hit, laptop. Those things overheat. Immediately like a hits Nakazawa with the fucking that back uh, wrist, the back whatever it's called. Yeah. The spinning well, I mean, wrist thing or whatever. Nakazawa, he's the R truth of AEW. <laughs> we love him. We love him. We love. He's there. He's there. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was. That was my biggest takeaway. It was really great to see. Yeah, it was good. Uh, but I'll tell you what else is good. This match coming up because we got Chris Statlander taking on Penelope Ford, two of my favorites in this division here, and Penelope has been killing it. Apparently, she's. 5-0 in 2021 with 13 straight singles victories. She okay. has twice as many matches this year as Akarushita does. That's, there's, yeah. your, there's your perspective. She should be climbing up those ranks, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, this was awesome. They come out swinging hard, fast, both women looking great. Uh, maybe Ford's one of Ford's best match or second best match ever. Mm -hmm. She's always getting better. But uh, late in the match, Kip Sabian tries to interfere. So Orange Cassidy stops him. It's just like, nah, bro. It's between the ladies. <laughs> so back in the ring, Statlander hits the Big Bang Theory. He gets the nice win. So good action. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of this was off air. A lot of this was in the commercial break, it felt like. but uh, yeah, Unfortunately but yeah. for them, but luckily for me, my stream was full screen. No picture. <laughs> no picture in picture. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to a six-man tag match. Nightmare Family taking on the factory. The factory came off of Cody's bus. Bu yeah, bus for their entrance for whatever reason. Um, to yeah, rub to was, rub it in his face or something? That's my guess. I guess so. Um, why does Cody need a tour bus when they're at Daly's place every day? Because he needs to know. get from his house to Daly's place. <laughs> I guess so. Let's use the big bus. But yeah. 
I guess this whole family won't fit in a regular vehicle. Exactly. The nightmare. The whole nightmare Anyways. family? Aaron yeah. Solo? <laughs> Half the roster. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the match was okay. Everyone's getting their turn to shine in the ring. Lee Johnson hitting some cool corkscrew tope moves. And uh, you had this Anthony Agogo on the outside just wrecking people. They're really putting over this punch of his. Just one punch to the gut. Uh, that's all it takes. I still haven't looked up if he's a fighter, but he must be some sort of former fighter. Yeah, I right? think I saw he was like a boxer or something. Yeah, because he's putting men down with one body shot. And uh, yeah, he hits Lee Johnson with it, throws him back in the ring, and QT covers him. And that gets a three count mm. just like that. But uh, like we've been saying, uh, the stakes really don't mean nothing to us here. This whole family feud. So. Yeah. Afterwards. Why do you think? They, oh, do you think they're gonna have a family feud episode? <laughs> Maybe, but with Steve. Harvey. I don't know. The guns, the guns come running out. QT sneaks off to the back. He climb. Cody comes out of the bus. Him and Cody climb up to the top of the bus, and then Cody locks in a figure four. And then for some reason, Aubrey Edwards went up there. Um. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Match. I don't know why. Yeah, she got up there just to maybe be like, "Are you okay? You okay?" But she got up there to the top of that she bus immediately. Yeah. I don't know how she must. Big, have... If you fall, that's a big fall. That is a big fall. That's a big fall. Uh, but uh, one interesting note as they were announcing matches for next week, John Moxley is going to be defending that IWGP US title on Dynamite. What against Yuji Nagata? So uh, that's some pretty cool stuff. New yeah. Japan on Dynamite. Well, and we haven't seen it mentioned since the the everything with Kenta. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, New Japan has their has a whole dojo in America. They do have a lot of work that they you know could do if they wanted to. It's nice to see uh, that happen. Yeah, it'll just be cool. Has he ever brought this title out on Dynamite? I think he did once amongst the Kenta stuff. Oh, okay. But yeah. yeah, it's a good looking belt. Yeah, it does it's look much cool. better looking than the new belt they introduced. Did you see that thing? I was gonna say, oh, I was gonna say it looks better than the the WWE United States Championship. I think that as well. Okay, but did you see the new unified World Heavyweight uh, IWGP belt? I did. I did. Yeah, it looks too small. Uh, it looks too I'm not small. A big fan. The shape of it's weird. People say it looks just like Cody's logo. It's like a pointed skull. Pointy <laughs> thing. Yeah, I can. I Someone can, did the overlay, and it looks perfect. Okay, I can picture that. I can picture that. Uh, yeah, it was just. I mean, it was such a good-looking belt, and uh, it didn't need anything. I wonder why either. they even wanted to unify it in the first place. Who knows? Yeah, the whole thing was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And then Abushi, after his Abushi's big win, he loses it like a month later. So, I don't know. The whole thing. New Japan's been a little weird lately, but uh, we're gonna see that next week. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, it will be. But then we go backstage. Miro is with Kip Sabian and uh, just beats the shit out of him all over the locker room and slams a door on his arm. So looks like Miro's finally done being silly, getting to the serious beast character that is probably for the best. Yeah, probably for the best now that he's there. Uh, I wonder what's what's for him, though. I don't know. Yeah, he's uh Let's see, let's go? see Ru- Darby uh, go for a TNT. Let's see belt Miro uh let's see Miro Brian Cage. Give me that a couple times. <laughs> Can he drill claw Miro? That'd be a quick uh, exactly. I want to see it happen. <laughs> okay. I'm down. Uh but let's go to the main event. Because we got the TNT title on the line. Darby Allen taking on ten. So uh 
Yeah, stepping up for the Dark Order. Mm -hmm. Nice main event shot here for Preston Vance. Big spotlight. But, uh, yeah, good match. You know, they're going back and forth. You have the Dark Order members and Sting just kind of having some standoffs. But then out of nowhere, Ethan Page comes in. He attacks Darby, throws him into the ring post, and then back into the ring. Um, Ten follows up with a big wheelbarrow suplex for a two count. But, um... I don't know. Ethan Page, was the, he's he's not aligned with anyone here. What's he doing? Uh, is he just not? Uh, well, I mean, guys, what? He came in at Revolution. He was like the surprise entrant uh, at the end of that or something. I think that's yeah. where he kind of first came in. Yeah, nothing to do. Maybe just kind of throw him into something. Yeah, it was a little, I don't know. It came out of nowhere, but whatever. Uh, Ten picks up Darby. Um, but then Darby has to resort to ripping the mask. To get loosed um but then 10 gets him in the full nelson got him in the submission darby runs up the turnbuckle pushes off flips over turns that full nelson into a pin and the ref counts the three and darby wins retains his title in a pretty great match in another great match that uh <clears throat> that we're stringing that darby allen seems to be stringing together yeah he's making up for lost time he's having title matches every week now and uh yeah big big moment for preston even even in the loss here yeah because uh, at the end of these matches uh darby allen keeps shaking everyone's hand and you're like yeah formidable opponent uh yeah, showed... and preston vance is exactly that you know he's just a formidable opponent yeah darby took the brody armband off his and holds it up in the air so nice respect they shake they hug but then Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page come out, beat down Darby and Sting, and then they lock them in submissions. Uh, but then Lance Archer and Preston Vance make the save, and I'm, I can't even keep track. Whose side is Archer on? I thought he hates Sting. <coughs> yeah, but now... <laughs> so Jake the Snake Roberts was there this week, though. He was just there. He, uh, he was he just there. And uh, sometimes you ever see somebody on television and you're like, I wonder how much you got paid for, for that appearance. Uh, <laughs> like, how much do you think Jake Roberts shows, uh, like charges to show up for 35 seconds, not say anything, and then walk to the back holding a bottle of water? I think I think he probably has a full time contract. Not a purr up here. Yeah, I've always wondered. I've always wondered that. I, I have no clue what uh, what Lance Archer is doing either because um, he seems cause like a baby face right now. He's flip-flopping. He's, well, he's flip -flopping. and then a week ago, he was getting in Sting's face, so I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's a confused little boy. I guess so. Very little boy. <laughs> <laughs> but that but was anyways, it. That was the whole show. We was, faded to black. Yeah. Uh, before we leave the Dynamite world i just want to mention because you had mentioned to me the other week or and certainly i've noticed like certainly following but you noticed that uh orange cassidy was coming out with some new music he yeah. was coming out to the pixies classic where is my mind and we're thinking and you thought you first thought to yourself like wait you were confused i think you came to me you're like did i hear the same thing like was it that <laughs> song and it turns out you know yeah it actually is so what's the deal there if you recall a few weeks ago or maybe it was about a month ago jungle boy uh had an entrance that sounded too much like an actual song to be a uh to be so to be something yeah. made up <laughs> for yeah. wrestling well it turns out that tony khan is actually uh working with the professional wrestlers and artists uh, in an attempt to license uh, 
uh, various pieces of music for those people to use. Uh, so Orange Cassidy started coming out to Pixies Where Is My Mind when he was on the independent scene. He would come out to a song by Jefferson Starship called Jane. Apparently Tony <laughs> Khan has been trying for the past year and a half to get a hold of them to see if they, how this can work out. Orange Cassidy really wanted it. Nobody ever got back to him, so he said, hey, what, what else you got? Well, yeah, what hey, about, I think this where's one. my mind by the pixies? So, um, yeah, so Tony Khan's working with with the uh, labels. Tony Khan, so for uh, the use of Where's My Mind, he signed a multi-year agreement to use the song um, live, and then once the deal expires, he is they are continued to use it in, like, backlog library type of perpetuity. That's good. So they they, they, they won't change. have to edit out the song um, if there is yeah. an eventual like AEW network. Who knows which thing that could happen? Yeah. Um, and for those of you know it, are wondering, um, the same license was occurred for uh, Jungle Boy's new theme, which is a song called Tarzan Boy by a band called Baltimore. Hmm. Um, and also. Not as familiar. One more. I got one more for you. One more. No, for you. Yeah, one more going. for you because this. this is the big one. Um, Over the Bro- Brody Lee tribute uh, uh, was a song called Old 55 by Tom Waits. Tom Waits, yes. Um, and that was the song. Uh, I think it was something that was like, it was, you know, Brody Lee liked Tom Waits and it was a song that was very appropriate. Tony Khan bought the song. Yeah, that's what I heard. He bought to you the rights to use that song forever forever nobody else can use that song now ever and uh it's nice that that's yeah that song will remain with Brody Lee and uh and that tribute and also cool to hear that um you know using uh actual songs for things if it works if you like it if the uh if the price is right I mean, you know, I mean, we've seen it with, uh, you know, CM Punk came out to Cult of Personality. Fucking Ronda Rousey was coming out to Bad Reputation. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg is on Sasha Banks's theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arbitrary yeah, for some reason there. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, keep, that's an OG. So keep an eye out for that or keep an ear out for yeah. that for further oh, AEW themes that are actual songs already. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I hope that, uh, I mean, obviously, it's nice to have a mix. You want some original themes as well. But for some wrestlers, it just suits them. Of course, yeah. And there's, uh, yeah, there's already so many awesome songs out there. Why not? Why not? Take advantage. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, speaking of music, let's jump on over to NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling, so NXT, watch and see, gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three, so I think we're greeted by Poppy every week, aren't we now? Oh, what's this girl, what's this chick's deal? Do we know yet? Is she a TikTok star? Is she just famous for lip syncing? No, I'll tell you what, uh, I've discovered a whole new world of Poppy. Oh my god. well, I haven't gotten to. I've only in the first half, so I don't know. Maybe she turns into what she is now. But early Poppy is much different. She's just synth pop, electronic music. Uh, it's very good. I'm, I'm becoming a Poppy fan, but I've only listened to the first. Wow! Two. I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd hear you say that. Yeah, at all. I got started when I she did a cover of all the things she said by Tattoo. And it was very well done, and that just led me to her first album, her second album, and that's where I'm at with Poppy. Wow. So well, there, the well, there, there you have it. Uh, everyone there's been go- no metal yet. I don't know where this metal comes. Go in. listen to sing. Poppy on your Spotify. <laughs> Poppy Computer, the first album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> so we're here. We got the new logo that you mentioned last week. 
what is it again? Like a bird? Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a falcon or it's like an eagle skeleton. No, like a crow oh, skeleton. Yeah, like a skull, I would yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it's the wings of like a crow, but it's not a crow's <laughs> like a skull. human skull. It's a human skull with <laughs> a big X behind it. Um, I mean, it's like a devil demon. <laughs> may, may, well, of course, it's a devil demon. We all know about the devil demon. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, my biggest thing that I could think of, because I was also trying to, um, I was also trying to make some sense of this. Uh, maybe it's been ten years since NXT is a thing. Uh, NXT did form in late 2010. Uh, in 2012 was when they actually started. Uh, I thought the X, you know, maybe 10. Uh, I still don't get it, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I'm trying to get it, though. I'm trying. <laughs> Let's just jump right into the show here. Because uh, we got Dakota Kai taking on Mercedes Martinez 101. So, uh, yeah, you know, always a good way to start an episode of NXT with some great women's action here. Mm hmm. But, uh, yeah, pretty even match. Uh, Martinez hits this really cool move called the cliffhanger, which was like a flipping crucifix bomb thing. But uh, Dakota gets some good moves in as well. Raquel tries to cheap shot Martinez behind the ref's back, but she counters it, hits a big knee strike on Kai, picks her up, but then Gonzalez jumps in, causes a DQ. <sighs> so, too bad. I don't do know. It. They don't. We didn't need the non-finish. They don't do it as often on NXT. Yeah, they really don't. But, uh, yeah, Raquel beats up Mercedes after, so. Yeah, so. so it's only uh, a matter of time until those two. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez, Mercedes Martinez, that's our next thing. Yeah. Uh, that'll be good, though. Uh, but then we go backstage. Shotzi and Ember are being interviewed when they're interrupted and brought flowers. Uh, they're surprised. They don't know who it's from. And Frankie Monet walks up with little Presley. She just grabs the card from the flowers, which reads, Love, Dexter Loomis. So, uh, surely this is some sort of error. They were meant to be delivered to Indy, right? I mean, uh, I would certainly think as though they would be. I'd hope so. But uh, Then we cut to a segment off location with big money Cameron Grimes going into a jewelry store. He's looking to get a big, shiny, expensive new watch. Um... Uh, yeah, they cut to, it's to be continued, but we'll just finish it off. Because mm -hmm. uh, they cut back to him at the jeweler. He picks out this real nice looking watch. But then he hears a voice that says, nice watch, kid. And then the hand moves into frame. And we can see this even nicer looking watch. Uh, but he says, it's not a million dollar watch. Because that's right, it's the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. He just laughs in his face and walks out. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah, little cameo there. Yeah. Um, then the grizzled young vets come out to cut a promo on MSK because they want title shots. But then Chompa Thatcher come out because they want the titles. So they come to blows. Chompa Thatcher stand tall. Without without actually having a match, which is yeah. great. You know, kind of maybe letting this go to another week. God, I feel like if if this was raw. We this we would have been this match would have they happened. Would have twice. They would have fought that twice. night. <laughs> they would have fought that night. Um, which is great. I think we should wait because this would be a rematch of that Dusty Road of a uh, one of the matches from the Dusty Road Classic. I think yeah. the match kind of led to the finals there. Uh, so yeah, it's right. Let, sleep on it for a second. 
Yeah, and you know, Thatch, he still not may may not be a hundred percent recovered, so they're just stalling a little bit mm -hmm. to get him back in the ring in ring shape. Man, uh, ima imagine a uh, a fight pit in the uh, first ever team. I fight know pit. a tag team pit fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got this small little video teaser of Tian Sha recreating the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody music video. Did with with the, with, with the black heads or just sorry, yeah, with just the black the background. Black yeah. Yeah. Black background. White. <laughs> that's lit up good. Heads just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. And that's all it was. It was just like 10 seconds of that. But I'm still still on board with Tian Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still uh, going hard there. Yeah. But uh, more women's action. Tony Storm taking on Zeta Ramir. And before the match, Tony cuts a promo on Zoe Stark. So they're still having their little feud. Uh, Tony's dominating the match when Stark comes out, jumps on the apron, distracts Tony. Zeta drops Tony down and then hits this amazing shooting star press. Uh, that gets her the three. Huge win. Uh, the upset, upset victory, one can yeah. say. Yeah, but. well, for me, while the match wasn't like, yeah, the biggest thing in the world, it is, no. it's nice to see. The finish, though. Oh, I mean, the finish, of course. But yeah, as I see, like, the NXT Women's Division is already great. Um, but I'm continuing to be impressed by its depth. Yeah. Like, the, out of nowhere, this Zeta Ramirez comes it's, in. You can think, and, you know, and then we have the Monet, uh, Frank Monet character. I mean, we haven't seen her in the ring yet, but, you know, these things are going to work out. Uh, it, it, it leaves you with so much confidence. As soon as one of these women leave for greener pastures, we're good. Don't worry about it. We're good. Yeah. And uh, I may be wrong, but I think this is first woman in wwe to ever hit the shooting star press off the top rope i've seen Belair do it just like on the mat like as she runs but i don't know if i've seen someone do it off the top hmm. so hey good for zeta yeah no that i mean woman can do it woman can do it of course we just need thing. we need more of these matches right i mean look at shotty's out there breaking her neck every single fucking week <laughs> uh y'all could do the same and she got some discs she was like halfway across the ring the yeah. shooting star press no was it was great. i loved it spot of the week if that was a thing. <laughs> so there's too but, many uh, of the week things. We, can't, know, know, we, we can't, can't keep adding. I'm putting it over. <laughs> remember that segment? I do remember. See, there's too many things. <laughs> I know. We don't. That's what we, we should bring back. Bring we should bring back the putting over. I mean, it's it's an open invitation. It is an open uh, invitation. It is an invitation. You know what we should do? Uh, Let's bring back putting over next week. But it's not like <laughs> well, it's not like a thing. It's just like a throughout the course of the week. Just like I'm putting it over, boom, right there. You know, so kind of well, like it's yeah. it's not. It's That's not, what I did. That's what I did. Exactly. No, exactly. That's what you did. Well, I I mean I didn't prepare one. <laughs> I know. I know. But we're bringing it back. We're bringing this. it back officially next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. You have a button. You press. There's it. a button. There's a button. All right. Uh, then we get Austin Theory taking on Bronson Reed. If Bronson wins, he gets a North American title shot against Johnny Gargano. So, of course, he had the way on the outside, just trying to help Austin whenever they can. Uh, Gargano hits Bronson with a super kick behind the ref's back. But then later on, Dexter Loomis comes out and approaches Indy. But she's uh, she appears to be all upset with him. She starts to move away. Tell him to go. Uh, she thinks that he bought those flowers for him being shot, Ember and Shotzi. So she tries to get away from him, gets in the ring. She, he jumps up on the apron, uh, but then he saves her life as uh, Theory was, Austin Theory was charging in their direction. She shoves her out of the way, takes the bullet, falls to the floor. 
And then back in the ring, Bronson hits a tsunami, gets the win. So title shot coming up. Yeah, a little too much going on here. A little, a little, a little too much things <laughs> running in parallel to each other. A little, a little overbooked, maybe. Yeah, they could keep the indie and Dexter thing on its own. On its, I don't know. Yeah, that could have been. That could have been. You know, maybe a bit separate. <laughs> uh, but every week, it's unknown. It is, but uh, yeah, Bronson Reed though they're still keeping the momentum. I think he could win this belt soon. Right, coming after Stand and Deliver, where he won the the Gauntlet Eliminator or whatever it was, but lost yeah. the championship opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like Kushida. He lost a couple, and then he finally won his cruiserweight. They won the ban- won the big one. Yeah, banger. Uh, then we get Imperium taking on Drake Maverick, Killian Dane. Uh, not much to say about it. I guess the big moment was when Dane was down outside the ring. Alexander Wolf grabs a chair. He's ready to hit him with it, but he stops himself. So Eichner has to come over and yell at him. Anyways, Imperium regain their composure, hit the Euro bomb to get the win. But they're still teasing this Wolf Dane. Thing. I know the little, the little bit of hesitation, of course. You know, dating back to their uh, their sanity history. I, mean, I have. If Nikki Cross comes back to NXT, get a reunion, that could be cool. Who knows, right? And then suddenly, you know, we have this little uh, little trio back at it. Of course, Nikki Cross has been off of television. I'm sure she's on main event, so I shouldn't say that. Uh, I don't know, yeah. The last time I saw her at the Hall of Fame briefly, wearing a dress. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. <laughs> good to know <laughs> she's, still, <laughs> she's still wearing clothes. That's nice to know. Yeah, no, she looked nice. Um... Uh... Yeah, so at some point of the show, there was this brief little, like, uh, uh, teaser with, like, this MMA, this logo, this diamond mine thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Some fans have speculated Tessa Blanchard because apparently she used a diamond logo before. Oh, that's fun. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just more. We're always, NXT's always bringing in new faces. It's cool. Yeah, just more uh, more heat in that women's division. Yeah, I mean, it might not be. It could be someone it could, else. Or it could be someone else, yeah. Brock? I'm giving you the hot rumors. Think it's Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Aliyah and Jesse Kamea of the Robert Stone brand are taking on Ember and Shotzi. Uh, but during the, the entrance for the tag team champs, they are brought even more gifts. Flowers and chocolates. So this delivery company really fucked up. Or was it intentional? Is this uh, this Candace trying to make Dexter look bad by sending something from his name? Who knows? Anyways, Candice and Indy, they attack uh, Amber and Shotzi from behind, beat them up. So, uh, we didn't even get a match, did we? It wasn't a match. No, it was just, uh, just a little beatdown. Just a beatdown, yeah. Uh, from beatdown to sit down, we get the interview with Adam Cole, who just talks about his recovery from the unsanctioned match with Kyle O'Reilly. And, you know, just kind of brags about being the face of NXT, his record-setting reign, and talks about Kyle. He's not ready to be the guy and take his spot. And then he talks about Karrion Cross and uh, the title. But then he also teases a little bit that he may be getting called up and says, no matter where I go, I'll be the man. So we don't know. We don't know. We just know Roddy's gone. Bobby is missing. But uh, Adam Cole still to be decided. Yeah. So, but, but at least it does show that, uh, you know, he's not heading up to the main roster, I guess. I mean, he could, though. I don't know. Well, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had uh we wouldn't have had a an interview with him if he was right. But well, he said no matter where I go, okay. I'm lying, maybe I'll go. Somewhere. Okay, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. 
But uh, let's go to the main event. Six-man tag match. Legato, Del Fantasma versus MSK and Kushida. So this was just your nice, fast-paced, high-flying action. Uh, Escobar power bombs Kushida through the announce table. So MSK are fighting three versus two for a little bit. But uh, they hang in there. Eventually, Kushida recovers, gets back in the ring. But it's a bit too late as he eats the Phantom Driver. And the other members of Legato hit their finish on Carter and get the win. What is it called? MS Kushida? There you go, MS Kushida. Hey, we're working it out already. Uh, yeah, this this match was ob- obviously, it was always going to be the highlight. <laughs> uh, if you just sort of look at the cards for what it is, MSK, uh, MSK, you know, yeah, they're fun. They're loving around. They're loving working here in WWE. They're running around, and Kushida is working at his best level. Um, I gotta say, you know, despite that, despite that, the uh, Legato del Fantasma and all of they are, uh, they remain strong. I really don't like the tag team though. <laughs> uh... I, I'm still not sold on one of them. I think there's two because there's two of them. They give me more like a. They honestly give me more like a Brizango vibe. I'm like, yeah, you're not quite good enough. Like, you're not quite all the way there. Uh, I'm sold on Escobar. I think he's great. Yeah. 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 He's definitely uh, much further, much higher above them. But uh, either way, big win for the whole unit there to close the show. Yeah. Big win for them there. Uh, also want to give a shout out to MSK, who, and I haven't checked all of the records officially. But I'm pretty sure that MSK is the only professional wrestling uh, group to hold a championship in WWE and not WWE at the same time. Now, I don't know if this has ever happened before, Mike, but of course, MSK is the NXT Tag Team Champion. They are the current Tag Team Champion, and the two men known as the Rascals. Of course, we're talking Wesley, Nash Carter, uh, Desmond Xavier, Zachary Wentz, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) They are currently the PWG World Tag Team Championship. Or World Tag Team Champions. Sorry, sitting on a reign of over 1,100 days now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like it may have happened before, but... Before, back in the possibly 90s and earlier, but I don't, I don't, I mean, I can't certainly think about it happening uh, within recent memory. Uh, I can't off the top of my head, but I feel like it's happened in the last 10 years, at least some, like someone had a Ring of Honor title. Mm-hmm. I think the Hardys, when they came back, weren't they the Ring of Honor champions, tag champs or something? See, I would just assume no. <laughs> I, you would assume though. I would just assume in that same kind but I think that's what made the pop so such a big surprise at Wrestlemania because they won the Ring of Honor titles like the night before or something oh okay maybe I'm wrong uh, see I, but, I would just like I assume mean, you're wrong because I don't see Vince I see I'm just <laughs> assuming because yeah I don't see Vince being like yeah it's okay I mean he Vince d- doesn't give a shit he's like Ring of Honor no one knows what the fuck that is <laughs> no, but- as long as I don't bring the belts on TV oh whoa what was that hold up uh, is that your building? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't know they were, sorry, I didn't know they were doing fire alarm tests today. And that was, yeah, I guess that was the whole week. We'll uh, we'll check the tapes on that uh, hardy tag team business and see what was going on there. <laughs> yeah. 
But before we end the show, uh, we have one more thing to do, and that is, of course, uh, the Wrestler of the Week. Mr. Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Mike, I'm going to kick it off this week because despite everything that I'll always say forever, um, there was a particular record that was broken this past week. Um, And after reviewing nearly 1,000 records this past Monday... (laughs) On Monday Night Raw, the show you've seen over and over again, and we'll continue to watch over and over again, Braun Strowman became the first superstar in WWE history to compete in a singles, tag, and handicap match in the same night. Ah, well, uh, Would you look at that? He's stamping his name all over these record books. One sec. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. It's a shoot, brother. It's a shoot, brother. Yeah, it's a shoot. That's all you got. Uh, so, Mike, you're going to have to lay me out your wrestler of the week. I will. Um, <laughs> Let's keep going. Well, keep going. They're going to keep going. They're going to keep going. It came down to two people for me. Uh, I'll give you my winner. He put up a great performance in that main event on Dynamite. I'm talking about Preston Vance, uh, possibly first-time wrestler of the week winner, mm-hmm. but uh, well-deserved. Well deserved. Yeah, when you're in a main event on Dynamite, that's going to be big news. Congratulations to him, Braun Strowman, everyone involved. That was the entire time we have for the podcast this week. Thanks for listening. Remember, we rate and we like, subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. We got to go before uh, my fire alarm goes off again. Classic testing the system. These guys are the worst. Uh, Mike, you take care of yourself, and you have a great week. Boop! <laughs> Shoot.